I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Did you know that most traditional creams or serums are made up of 70% water with 15% going to emulsifiers and preservatives? That what makes up the goo of the cream, which leaves only 15% for the active ingredients that truly benefit your skin. But what if there was a better way? Enter Fiber Skin Care, a groundbreaking technology set to redefine skincare. Fiber Skin Care harnesses nanofibers, tiny natural fibers 500 times smaller than a human hair. Their scientists have been working on this technology for the past 15 years and just a year ago achieved a remarkable breakthrough, encapsulating active ingredients directly on these natural nanofibers. The result? A formulation free of water, emulsifiers, or preservatives, meaning the active ingredients are not just pure, but are five times the concentration of most creams or serums. Their first formulation is anti-wrinkle, and it's not just effective, it's fast. Upon application, your skin feels tighter in a mere 10 seconds. That's right, you can feel the difference almost instantly, but that's just the start. Over the next seven days, these concentrated actives unfold their full potential, clinically proven to improve wrinkles by 19.4%. 19.4%. I said it again. It's worth checking out the Instagram Fiber Skin, F-I-B-E-R Skin Care, to learn more about the technology and how it works. You might have seen some viral videos of the mask's disappearing effect. It's easier to apply than by wetting your face, applying the patch, and removing it. The nanofiber, which contains the active ingredients, disappears into your skin quickly. Experience the transformation for yourself with their two-day trial pack, a precursor to the seven-day program that promises not just results, but a revolution in your skincare routine. And with their tighter skin guarantee, your satisfaction is not just expected, it's assured. If you try the seven-day program and your skin doesn't feel tighter, you'll receive a full refund, no questions asked. They have clinically tested the program to be most effective if you use it one week on, three weeks off. But we understand that everyone's skincare routine is different. 
That's why if you sign up for their monthly program, they will send you the monthly pack to remind you. You can pause or cancel at any time, giving you control over your skincare journey. If you want to try this revolution in skincare, go to FiberSkincare.com and use code BACK for 15% off. Again, that's FiberSkincare.com, code BACK for 15% off. Baby, let's just dance, dance. Let's just dance, baby. I just want to dance, 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 dance. Can you feel it? Can you take it? Can you come and breathe it? All of this electricity do it right now. Right, right, right now. Turn the volume up loud. Give me your electricity. Hello, bitchettes. Welcome back to the bar. This is bitch number one, Christy. And bitch number two, Kelly. Hi, I have to tell you guys, you can't see it unless you are watching, but Callie has a haircut. I just called you Callie though. Do you know what a disaster this haircut was? Kelly, it's like I just transported back to 2011. You are so fucking sassy. Oh God, it was such a mess. You look I so went- cute, I love it. Well, remember I showed you that picture. Yeah. Okay. It's very blonde Joan Jet rock and roll, but like modern. Yes. Well, I showed the picture to the lady. <clears throat> now this is where I've got my haircut. Mm-hmm. I know. Five. Yeah. Yeah. So I was so excited to go. So I show her the haircut and I says to her, uh, um, this is the haircut I want. I said, not this color, but I want this cut. Mm-hmm. So we start talking and we're going back and forth. Now here's the color and the cut. So, so cute. We're- we're going back and forth. And she's like, are you sure you want to do this? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know, I had short hair before. I'm like, you know, whatever. And I, I said to her, you know, the color, like I like it, the three different tones. And I showed her a picture back when I was on the show and said, mm-hmm. like, there's a blonde piece, a brown piece, and a copper piece. Mm-hmm. And I said, to be able to see all three colors. And I showed it to her. So she grabs my hair and puts it in a pony and said, and says, are you sure you want to do this? I'm like, yeah. No, I'm thinking she's talking about cutting it off. Okay. So she cuts about seven inches off of my pony. Well, you sent me a picture of your little pony laying there. So that's what I think she's talking about. So she goes and gets the hair dye and she's putting it on my hair. And it's about an hour where, because she was putting it in oils, but it wasn't like she was, I, I was assuming she was highlighting it, right? Because she's putting it in these foils. Ah. <laughs> it's done putting all these foils in. And she says, okay, now this is a process. She's like, so now we're going to put a toner on. And all uh-huh. of a sudden, I'm like, you need to put a toner on? I'm like, Kelton never put a toner on me. I said, you guys change the way you're doing, you know, your color. And she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I don't know. I've never gotten a toner put on my hair before. And she's like, Kelly, you wanted to be platinum blonde, right? <gasps> no. She's like, well, you are solid platinum blonde right now. I'm like, oh my God, you're fucking kidding me. I said, no, I told you I wanted the three different colors like Kelton gave me before. I said, I assumed that's what you were doing. She's like, no, you showed me that picture. So I assumed you wanted it platinum blonde. I'm oh my like, God, what a dumbass. Oh my God, Christy, my hair is so fried. I bet. Cause platinum blonde's tough on your hair. But then I was there for five and a half hours. I trying bet. Back to this kind of color, which is very yellowy. It doesn't it's, look yellowy where, how, where I'm seeing you right now. Me on the sun. Oh my God. It's 
horrible. And you touch it, it feels like straw. My hair was never that way because I don't really, I don't bleach my hair. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Oh, neither do I. <laughs> You're exactly what I thought about because remember when we first started the show, you used to dye your hair yourself and it was always like fried on the ends. Oh my God. Yes. Platinum. That's how my hair is. It, yeah. it is atrocious. And the cut doesn't even look the same, I don't think. It, I, I think it's like cute a- though. I don't know. Wait, you're going in and out. You look like what? I think it's just like a bob kind of haircut, really. I think it's cute. Whatever. I I was so sick. Then I'm like, then she, I, she calls me yesterday and she's like, if you send me your address, I'm going to mail you toners because when you go in the sun, and I live in freaking Florida, when you go in the sun, she's like, your hair is going to turn like platinum again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay you some plat or some toner and you can put it on yourself i'm like are you kidding me like i never have done this to my hair I, yeah i i love your hair short i think it makes you look so much younger you think yeah i do i always have the minute you got your hair cut a million years ago i was like oh my god she looks 10 years younger i think it's cute i think it suits you yeah i do but, oh well maybe next time when it's not so fried. Yeah, it looks cute. I love it. I love it. Okay, now before we get into all of the other fun things, we have to start by thanking our Patreon or patrons. God, I say it wrong every freaking week. Everybody just has to excuse us. We don't know what we're talking about. No, a couple of dumb bitches over here, please. Like, we. what do you want? Like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want from us? I can't promise anything other than our best. All right, so we're going to thank the people who went over to patreon.com slash back to the bar and joined our Patreon group over there where they get access to exclusive content, including our after party, as well as video content and never before seen shared pictures and uh, dances and videos and all sorts of fun things. And when you join the Patreon, you get access to all of our old content. So if you need an extra dose of Christy and Kelly, that's where you can find it. So plus you get a shout out from us. It might take a few months, but eventually we'll say your name. (laughs) Uh, We're going to thank Randy, Tony, Leslie, Honest, Jennifer, Lexi, Sharon, Ryan, Zoe, Emily, Caroline, Luna Lee, Britt, Genevieve. Mackenzie, Sarah, Haley, Jamie, Oscar, Fabiana, Samantha, Reagan, Ainsley, Elise, Lizzie, Danny, Natalie, Randy, Sam, Quinn, Amanda, Corey, Sean, Ryan, Gina, Jesse, Kelsey, Kennedy, bitch number one. Hey, bitch number one, you stole my name. Gracelyn, Aya, Hannah, uh, Gemalyn, Julia, Kyle, Abby, S78910112, Kiara, um, Emanuela, Kira, Brianne, Gwyneth, Dylan, Hannah, Jade, Lauren, Tabitha, Devorah, Julie, Bree, Mary, Julie, Linz, Nicole, uh, Juliana, Lily, Madison, Kelsey, Olivia, Annabelle, Ariel, Angela, Andrew, Suzanne, Megan, Brooke, Adeline, Elise, Grace, SL, Victoria, Halia, Valeria, Amber, Samantha, Cameron, Susan, Damaris, Joshua, Kenzie, Mariana, Catherine, Lorelai, Emma, Sarah, Z Cummins, Deneen, Sydney, Lauren, Anna, Sydney, Alicia, Maple, Tanasia, Rachel, Abby, Emma, Caitlin, Gwen, Jacqueline, Aaron, Jonah, Abby, Wendy, Anna, Cameron, Shorjan, <laughs> Michaela, Olivia, Trey, uh, Anthony, Leah, Pineapple99, Ashley, Skyann, 
uh, Cameron, Elizabeth, Kai, Morgan, Denise, Brooke, Lonnie, Sophie, Samantha, Ashley, Neam, Debbie, Carly, Madeline, Cameron, Marcy, Hey, it's Caitlin, Bella, Brianna, Courtney, Daisy, Willow, Mouse, Amira, Kate Davis, Sarah, Julie, Jenna, Jericho, Emily, Jasmine, Maddie, Lexi, Jennifer, Jennifer, Lillian, Bonnie, Miranda, and Megan. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank There's you. So always. There's always so many. Always so many. Um, but anyway, so you guys, we are doing a very special episode today, which I'm actually excited about. But we have to talk about what we're drinking. How would oh, you drink him? I'm boring today. Oh, I couldn't be more boring. I'm just having a glass of red wine. Oh, and I'm having a glass of champagne. Although this will make me super tipsy. Blah. Yeah, my wine does too. Well, maybe that's why we're drinking I like them. Wine. I don't know. I get to be like, I'm like a fun drinking. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes if I drink like vodka and stuff, if I drink like more than one, I get kind of mean. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I have like different. Like a mean fun, you know, like I start like slapping and stuff. It was I kind of just, I'm like giggly and whatever. (laughs) I definitely have different drunk levels for different, for different alcohol. Yeah. It's weird. (laughs) You said I get mean and start slapping. Were you drinking during get your finger out of my face? I actually know you weren't. No, I did not have one drink that day. I know. I know. But you know, I had to slap. I know. Knock the bitch out. Oh. Son uh, says, mom, if you were going to go to jail, you should have like really knocked her knocked out. Knocked her okay. out. Yeah. I wasn't thinking I was going to jail and I wasn't even trying to hit her. No, but. you were trying to keep her from eating your face. Exactly. Yes. Oh, that'll be so interesting. So one thing we get asked all the time, I think we should just say right here, everybody's like, are you guys going to keep going after we leave the show? We already have said like a million times we are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's going to be the most interesting part. Sure thing. I, I have people will say, oh, this person, you know, was on the show. I, I have no idea. I, the guy seriously have the only person I know that was on the show after I was, well, I met Kalani the one day. Yeah. Yeah. The show. And then uh, I know who Jojo is. Well, people ask me all the time, like what Jojo specifically is like. And I always say, I don't know. I never filmed with her. I never met her. Yeah, I never... I've met her like two times in passing. I've met her. So when people um, are like, you know, what's this person like? I'm like, I don't know. I I know us. And so I don't think of a lot of people who are on Dance Moms as even Dance Moms because that's not who I knew. Exactly. Uh, like, for instance, I was looking for something. Um I don't even know what I was looking for. Like I was Googling like dance moms and something and all these names came up. I'm like, who are all these people? Yeah. They they could be standing next to me and I, and I would Mm-mm. have no idea who they were. No, no clue. So yeah. today we're doing a little different. I yeah. I, I'm excited for like this little break in between because we're doing this, these episodes. I think there's a few other episodes like, like a clip show or whatever. And then I do think we should have some other people on and interview, like give it a little breathing room before we get into season three. Yeah. that's <laughs> Cause we start to get a little season three gets a little, uh, that's where it all really starts fucking going downhill. Right. Oh, I don't know. I felt like I've been downhill a lot. Already. Oh, you know, rewatching it really is it. it yeah. Like this was a tough season for you. 
Again, yeah. I don't remember it being that hard on you in real time, but watching yeah. it back, I'm like, oh, damn. But don't worry. It's going to get real hard on me real soon. So we're good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Don't you worry. You're going to be, uh, you're not going to be all alone in the, in the basement dwelling. Yay. Blech. In the dumpster. In the dumpster. In the dumpster. So mm-hmm. Kelly was just in Pittsburgh though, but I guess that's something we talk about on the after party. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I didn't right. get to see you. Oh. Uh, I know. Well, you're coming back. We have some things planned. Yeah. You're coming back. We should record in person one day. That would be fun. I thought of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just have to be able to be at the same place at the same time. Yeah. What you if know? we recorded at Mohan's and invited people? I think that would be funny. I do too. Invited could, who? Like guests. <laughs> huh. I think it would be funny. Yeah. We yeah. can record in the back room. Remember we had a meet and greet there once? Yeah. I don't even think we did. I think Abby did, to be honest. Yeah, I think it'd be funny. I think they'd love us. Speaking, oh shit, hold on one second. Speaking of Abby, apparently she posted something shady on uh, her social media about us on Mother's Day. I have no idea because I'm blocked, but. Oh, I don't know. You know what? Or about all the moms. I think all the moms. I don't know. Somebody just said like, oh, it was really shady. And I'm like, oh, well, who, who's shocked? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Not shocked at all. Um, Hmm. no. Hold on one second, Cal. I'm going to put you on pause for one second. I got a weird voicemail. I think it was the wrong number. Uh, my number got leaked online last night. So this has been fun. Oh, yeah. 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 Remember when our numbers used to get leaked all the time? I know. Oh, yeah. Mine got leaked online last night. So all great things. I woke up to about 900 text messages, 400 call me backs. Uh, So are you, um, what are you going to do? Like change your number? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I think I'm going to go do that later today. As soon as I can find my car keys. (laughs) Oh my God, you're a mess. I am a mess. But look, at least I'm home. I'll be home. I just have to run to New Orleans like one more time. And then um, I'm home. One more time. Yeah, but when are you going to come? I was thinking that we should do a quick trip in like, I don't know, June, July. Have Diane go, the three of us, for like two or three days. What do you think? I'm coming up to Pittsburgh in June. Oh, so maybe July. That'll be nice and fucking cool. The deep south in July. Can't wait. Ugh. Well, yeah. you live in Florida. That's I'm used different. to it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a very swampy place. Like everything about you feels swampy. Ugh. Yeah. Swamp like ass. swamp ass. Exactly right. Swamp ass. swamp ass. Swamp. Oh my God. I was walking around the other day. I am probably, and I'm not saying this to be obnoxious. I'm saying this to make my point. I am probably at one of the thinnest points I've been in a long time. Okay. I was walking around the French quarter the other day, sweating so bad that my inner thighs were chafed. They barely touch. And they were like (laughs) rug burned. And I'm like, Jesus God, like what the hell is terrible. I had like, it was all raw. I had to put like ointment on it. My goodness. I know me and Morgan. Who's Morgan? Your dog with her little. Oh, when she shaved on there, they mm-hmm. shaved her. Oh, that's one thing. She's normal now. She's back to good. Good. Poor little girl. Yeah. See, yeah. 
she felt weird with her Brazilian too. You know how after you get one, you feel open and nude and weird. She felt the yeah. same way. Morgan, I felt that way too. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Shall we get into this? Yes. Ugh. Okay. This so was yeah. that terrible, except the shit that made us look stupid. <laughs> oh my God. There's one part I'm like, oh my God. Oh, I have a part that's, oh my God as well. We'll get to it. All right. So we are doing the um, reunion. Yeah. Off the floor, out off the dance floor, part one. And we open up with Jeff Collins, who is our executive producer. Oh, yay. He introduces himself and then he introduces Abby as the woman at the center of it all. Uh-huh. Which she loves, loves, oh, she loved, loved it. Love she loved yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And Jeff says, I'm so nervous. I feel like I should call you Miss Abby like the kids. And Abby's like, well, you can. Oh, for God's sakes. Like, like, let's find a way to stroke her ego more right out of the gates. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then he introduces introduces the moms. You know, he goes one by one and introduces us. And then um, he says that, Abby says that everyone's replaceable, but there's only one Abby Lee Miller. Oh, uh, I'm, Kelly. I'm not even joking. I was gagging right out of the gate. Like, I was I, like, oh my God, like we're all just part of a cast and she's the superstar. She's mm-hmm. not replaceable. Yep. So I do have to say one other thing though. We used to, not used to, but in later reunions, they start bringing us out individually and whoever mm-hmm. had the most dramatic bullshit happen in the season always had to go out first. I was always out first. I think you were out first. Like this one, I would have definitely been out first. This one, I, I feel like they asked me the most stupid shit. Oh, I think they asked me the most stupid shit. That's so really? funny. Yes. Uh, no, yes. I Well, what's funny is uh, I remember there was a season that Holly went out first and I've never been happier. I was so <laughs> happy that Holly went out first. <laughs> yeah, that's always a good thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> But so they show like a montage of clips of like Abby saying that everybody's replaceable with all of the fights with the moms. So yes. I mean, do you want us to go through all of these clips? I, I mean, mean I don't one. think so. I think the biggest note I have is that when Abby's doing Nia's dance, like the what? Your what? face is so funny. I, I can't stand when she dances like that. I, I want to, she always does Nia's dances. I want yes. her to do Brooks moves. <laughs> I'll pay to see that. Yeah. To see that. And I also, the other thing I thought, like when I saw when they were out for ice cream, it was like, oh, that was cute. I forgot that part. Yeah. I, I, that's what we always say. I wish they would have showed more stuff like that. They were cute. Mm-hmm. It showed them like being like, Abby being human with them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yep. So then Jeff says that some people find Abby's way of teaching students a little harsh. And he asks our opinions. I think I was like, not prepared to be talked to. Cause did you see me? I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, oh God, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, absolutely. <laughs> you had a, you worked with children for eight years and if you spoke to children's the way children the way abby did uh you wouldn't still have a business correct any I, I, I think if she was teaching in a regular school district she would have been like 
Oh my God. She would have been hired. Yeah. She'd have been, if she was hired, she'd have been thrown out like a day one. Uh, Yeah. And I, uh, of course I have to go right into Abby speaks to different children differently. I lean right into that, which is true, but I know, but here I am bitching. Yes. Uh, But it is true. She speaks to children, students differently Mm -hmm. depending on who the child is. And she, her and Melissa actually say this on camera later. They admit that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Holly says that she's been an educator for 20 years and she sees lots of teaching styles and methods, but um, she likes that Abby is direct with the students. Um, But she thinks that, you know, her delivery is off base sometimes. (laughs) Holly's just so PC. I know. I'm like, fuck you, you're mean. And Holly's like, your delivery sometimes needs a little, you know, lacks, there's a little to be desired. Yes. So then Jeff asked Melissa if she oh. thinks Abby is a good teacher. Well, well, what do you think? Does. She does because she teaches. She's nice to her kids. Yeah. She's like, like, oh my God, Abby's the best. Fabulous teacher. You know, she's taught Mackenzie since she was age three and she's blossomed so much this year. It's all because of Abby. You know, it's, it's not because um, they're the favorite on a national television show. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. And also, it's not because, like, he, he, yeah, and like, never mind. Yeah, for sure. That's not it. It's not. It's just Abby's just great. And some kids rise to the occasion and others don't. I think, and I'm not going to be able to find it, but I read it on that on one of the Patreons. The person who spoke about the way you speak to a child and the impact it has. Yeah, and it's we, everything we, we said. We were talking about that last week, and I wanted to, I wanted to send that to my kids. Uh-huh. I, I don't, I didn't know how to find it, but um, yeah, we should read that. That was very interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'll it's look a for it. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think they were a. I don't know if they were psychiatrists, but I definitely think they studied like something with counseling. children's psychology. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. she had some very interesting points. I thought. I thought so too. Yeah. So Jeff asked Abby how the dance moms have changed over the years. And um, Abby says, you know, the parents used to come and drop their kids off uh, because they didn't want to leave their jobs and they wanted to be at the studio. Yeah, but we get in trouble for leaving. I I was just going to say that. Like, like she says, like, that's a good thing. And she wants us to drop them off. But my God, if we dropped them off, like none of Abby's work would be done. Mm Mm-mm. Like we would have no costumes. We would have no nothing. And to to make a point is um, she gives Holly a hard time often. And they showed in this episode for working. But also, Abby knows that we have to be there for the show. And so, and there's a few things that she leans into that she knows that we can't argue because it breaks the fourth wall. And so instead, it just makes us look stupid. Somebody asked us that about breaking the fourth wall last week, I think. And um, this really, like, there's like five things that I've seen. That yeah. Just, like, like my answers are so stupid, distorted because I couldn't talk about what really was. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, my response to her would be like, we can't drop our kids off. You wouldn't have a show if we weren't sitting upstairs. Yeah. That yeah. is our job right now. Our job is to sit there and bitch. Yeah. But we can't say that. No, no. 
And also I like that she said that um, like her clientele has a more privileged lifestyle. Uh, yeah, because you have to have a more privileged lifestyle to be able to afford all the afford bullshit. To do, go to dance. Yeah. Yeah. And then she says, um, kids just get a trophic trophy for being born nowadays. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And I, I do. Like, I mean, I think, I don't know. I, I have a hard time with that. You know, they have participation trophies and stuff like that. And I mean, sometimes I think that's good. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. I mean, I think it really depends on what it is. Yeah. I, the situation, what it is, what the kids are, you know, I, yeah. I mean, everything, everything in today's day and age can be like qualified, you know, like some things are good. Some things are bad. The end. Yes. Um, so the Melissa says that, you know, us other moms would say that she's very involved. Um, uh-huh. But then she kind of, I, I think she says that. And then she kind of corrects herself and says like, we're all, yes. we do everything for our, we're very yes. involved with our kids. Because yes. we are. I mean, we're there just as much as she is. If not, I think we do more for our kids than she does. Because Abby does stuff for her kids. For yes. Her. Yeah. So yeah. if anybody, we're definitely involved. Not that that's a good thing or a bad thing, but. Right. And then I bring up that point, which I always said, and I think you actually made this point originally, like off camera. We wouldn't see our kids if we didn't stay with them at the studio because they go to school all day and then they're at dance all night. You used to say that all the time. Go to bed. Yeah. yeah. Like when would we see our kids. Like it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. And honestly, we never, I shouldn't say we never, we did stay at the studio sometimes, but we often would take our kids. We'd sit there for an hour. We'd go to dinner and we'd come back and pick them up. Yeah. Or, or we'd attempt to go to the gym. Oh God. <laughs> Remember when we took Zumba? <laughs> Stupid idiot. Yeah, we were like, screw this shit. We had to pass <laughs> Mohans to get to the gym. So we would we joined the gym or whatever. And you know, for the first couple of weeks, you know, we'd go and we would go to uh yeah. And afterwards it was like our car just like would steer into Mohans. Mo- we're like, like, we're just gonna stop and get some chicken wings. <laughs> or what's called cheese log? Oh, I'm cheese so mad log and then work out. Cheese log before we went. I know. Yeah, we'd always be like, should we go to Mohan's or should we go to the gym? We go to Mohan's and workout clothes. Yes. Aeropostale and stretch and grow. Extra room to eat more cheese. That's right. They're stretchy. So you say that in the past, Melissa spent a lot of time at the dance studio and all the moms want to be involved in the girls' lives. Um, since they're at school all the time, we, you know, we just discussed all this. Um, the don't the moms don't always see it as being a dance. It's them putting in the time with their kids or so we don't miss their childhood. Right. Not all that. Um, and then Abby says that Melissa's the kind of person that if a piece of paper is laying on the floor, she doesn't step over it. She picks it up and throws it away. And I think that rubs people the wrong what, way. What the hell does that have to do with what kind of dance mom she is? Okay, first of all, I would never step over a piece of paper. I would pick it up. Mm-hmm. But what she's meaning is, is that Melissa, you know, if Abby needs her ass wiped, Melissa's <laughs> going to go down there and wipe it where you and I, she would have to make us do it. Like, I'm it's- sorry, but like, I'm, I am doing my job as a dance mom of what I'm required to do. I, I don't feel the need to pay. Like, I mean, 
Seriously. I mean, think of the things that Melissa did. That That's yeah. not being a dance mom. And that's no reason. No, that's that being Abby's like. differently. Yeah. It's kind of like that old saying, teach a man to fish and he can eat forever. Give a man a fish, he'll eat once. You and I would teach Abby how to wipe her own ass where Melissa would just exactly. wipe it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. You know, like when Abby asked me to make a costume for my kids, I always made it. My kids were always prepared. They were always there. Now, as far as like her calling me and asking me to blow dry her hair. Correct. I'm like, I have other things to do. Like Melissa would have dropped everything with her family and went there and blew dry her hair. hair. Yeah. Like I'm not blow dry her hair. That has nothing to do with me being a good dance mom. Like dance at your studio. Like, sorry, I'm not doing that. Correct. Um, but I I love that she jumps in to defend Melissa. Um, and she does this a couple of times throughout the, the whole show coming up, like, yeah, yeah. but she jumps in to defend her the entire time. And it's like, let her speak, like, let her talk, but she doesn't, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't, I think, Mm -hmm. I I think Abby feels like she has to say something because she's very, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, almost like guilty. Uh-huh. She, she knows that she does what she does. So yeah. she's like, up for herself. Like, so I don't think it's like she's speaking for Melissa. I think she's protecting herself by saying, oh, yeah. this is why it happens or whatever. Uh, of course, of course. Yeah. And I also think that Abby and Melissa were much closer than even we knew. So it would have been like, Let's say, for instance, how we always say that they, I would have to be like, I don't know if Kelly, uh, wait, I don't know if Kelly's down the street and I would know that you were down the street because you were texting me. I think it was the same thing with Abby and Melissa, but we just didn't quite know, you know? Yeah. 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 So then Jeff asked who they think is the most outrageous dance, most outrageous dance mom on the show. Little bitch. Uh, so Holly says uh, <laughs> that it's me and you. Then she's like, you know, Kelly speaks her mind. And when she does watch out and then they show like moments of me, like fighting with Abby and me crying and uh, gosh. And Melissa's like, just Kelly just lets it fly because I'm the one that's picked on. Mm-hmm. But then Jeff asks me, well, of course I'm going to say you because nobody else really, it's only me and you that really fight most of the time. So of course I'm going to say you. And yeah. I say that I think you push your kids more than I, I and do. Then and then they show I, that clip of me being an asshole. So yes. Yeah. But I still think you pushed your kids more than I did. I did push Chloe and I pushed Chloe more than they showed on TV. And like she and I were talking about that last week when she was on the show, because it was this, I was in this weird position that I knew that if she would just step up to the plate, some of the torture would stop, but she couldn't get there. So I'm pushing her. So I was taking out my frustration on her. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I did that a lot. Correct. Yeah. yeah. But, but I you, did say that you pushed Brooke when she was younger. And I did. Yeah. And I did. I mean, but. She was like six, but yeah, I definitely pushed Chloe more than they showed. And I think Jeff talked about that and stuff. And, um, and Chloe to this day still talks about it, you know? So look, 
am I right? Am I wrong? Is that bad? Is it good? I don't know. You know, yeah. the, at the end of the day, it comes down to how does my daughter feel about it? Yeah. And I stopped pushing Brooke because Brooke said, like, we used to go home every night. I mean, she was like six or seven, but she was going for all these titles and she had all these crowns and whatever. And it was like, it was getting to the point that if she wanted to keep getting them, like we had to go home every night and practice her solos. Yeah. Oh my God. Every night and for an hour, I would be like, and I'd be yelling at her, like Mm -hmm. your leg ain't straight, this, that, like whatever Abby should have been doing is what I did Mm -hmm. with Brooke. And that's why Brooke always won. Uh Oh yeah. I take Chloe in studio C I'd rent that studio or we had a mat. I'd move my living room furniture we get the mat yeah. out, she'd practice her back handsprings or we'd run her solo. It was ridiculous. It, it's Brooke, Brooke told me like she was starting to get like resentful of me yes. for doing it. Yes. So I did stop and I, and I didn't really do that much with Paige. And the but reason you know, I did- Cal, I'm telling you, you say that all the time with Paige and I didn't understand it until Clara got older it's different with your first child versus because you well, start to understand I mean, what's Brooke important. Me, yeah, yeah. Brooke told me that I was pushing her too hard and I didn't, I didn't realize I was doing it. And when she spoke up and said something to me, I didn't want to do that to Paige. Right. So that's why I didn't push Paige. Like yep. Abby's like, Oh, you just let her sit and be pretty or whatever. But you know, you had learned with your first, exactly. I think every parent out there, can completely agree that you parent your children differently because you learn. Yeah. Like yeah. you learn as you go. And is it right? Is it wrong? Who freaking knows? I don't know. Like I'm not the model mother. I fuck up just as bad, if not worse than most people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. So, you know, we talk about all that you pushing more than me or me pushing more than you. And um... oh, Abby has to chime in though and get a dig in. Yeah, she's she disagrees. She doesn't think I push my kids enough. Um, you know, I she thinks that Brooke would already be living in LA and she would have already been a star if I would have kept pushing her. I think Brooke was 13 and, at that point. Yes. And, yeah. and you know, it, it might have been true, but Brooke spoke up to me and told me she didn't want to be mm-hmm. pushed that hard. So I stopped. I don't mm-hmm. care if Abby wanted her to be a star. If Brooke didn't want to be, mm-hmm. What I'm going to make my daughter be a star because Abby wants her to. Like yeah. the kid has to like that. Oh, I have those square wine glasses too. I think they're cute. Yeah, yeah. I got them perfectly too. Yeah, I like those. I have those. Yeah, they're cute because, like, how do you make a wine glass different? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, I say that you know, I fight with Abby to stand up for what I believe is right mm-hmm. and. You know, she does. I don't think that I push my kids, and Melissa agrees with me that I don't push. My Melissa kids. always agrees with you, though. Did you notice Melissa does not fight with you very often? No, no. yeah. But I mean, <laughs> Melissa and I were pretty good friends. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, I mean, like she says about how I used to go over her house in pajamas. I did, mm-hmm. like, almost three mornings a week, like we would drop the kids off at school and she would either come to my house and we'd have coffee and talk about whatever, or I'd go over there, you know, on the, any free time the kids had, like they would go over and play and Melissa and I would sit and, and talk. So, yeah. And you were, you guys lived very close to each other. Exactly. Like Holly and I were neighbors. You and Melissa were neighbors. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Ish. I mean, Holly and I live closer, but you guys were in the same area. She was, you know, um, Penn Trafford and I was Murraysville, which. Yeah. But I mean, after she got with Greg. Oh, yeah. We didn't do that back then. Oh, really? No, we did it when she was. Like like, further. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. I mean, whatever. Because once the show, we were in the middle of the show, which is when she got engaged and moved mm. in, with, we we weren't as close because of the shit that happened on the show. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, so Jeff says it's amazing how Christy and I are besties, but we can still tell each other the truth. And you point out that, you know, everybody thinks we never argue, but we do argue pretty pretty often. I don't think we argue. No, I think that we would disagree. I'd be like, whatever. Very but our true. yeah, but our I'm arguments sure. weren't arguments. It was more like, whatever. I don't think so. It, it was never like thought. Yeah, you know, like just just like right now, I'm saying I thought you pushed Chloe more than mm-hmm. I pushed mine. Like that, I think is what we consider an argument. We only really ever fought once. once. And that was on the show. And they made that out to be. Oh, for fuck's sakes. And what's funny, which we'll talk about, but I'll give everybody a sneak peek. We had actually made up far before they showed it on the show, but we had to like take that arc and make up on the show. Because I remember like the makeup conversation. I was kind of laughing. Like if you look at me, I'm kind of laughing at it because we had already made up. And I'm like, I'm not an actress. I can't do this. Um. So you say that, you know, um, even if you tell, Christy continues to, Christy continues that even if she tells Kelly how she's feeling, Christy is having a bad day, she tells Kelly. You know, you say that, you know, if we talk about something and we're having a bad day or whatever, the next day we know that we're going to be okay with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, but I think that's what real friends are. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, like I have a, a, like I have friends, we all have friends in life, but I have a handful of people that I consider like my real true friends. And you are one of them. Diane is another, you know, I'll use Diane as an example because it's not you. So like Diane and I can be talking and she's like, I got to get off the fucking phone with you. Like we'll be arguing about not arguing, but disagreeing about something. I'm like, whatever. Or we'll go for weeks and not talk because we're both busy. And then we'll just be like, hey, are you alive? Yes, I'm alive. Call me when you can. Okay. And it's not a big deal. It's not like you have to babysit that friendship. It's not like you can't say what you think. You can be like, whatever. It, It never really, I don't know, at least with you guys, with me, I never walked away going like, oh, like that really bothers me. Yeah. yeah, it was always just kind of like, whatever. Well, so then I point out that, you know, everything that I've ever said on the show, I would say to the mom's faces. And mm-hmm. I, I, I've i always been that way. I'm still that way. Like, if I have something... You always did say that, yeah. Like, I'm never going to talk behind your back. Like, if I have something, a problem with you, like, I'm not going to go say, oh, behind Melissa's back, talk to you. Like, I'll say what, whatever I say about you, I will say to your face. And I still stand by that. And if you don't like it, then don't be friends with me because I'm I'm a very out front person. 
Yeah. That's probably why they loved me on a reality show. (laughs) I never shut the fuck up. (laughs) Well, you know. But then, you know, Melissa says that, you know, I give her her house in my pajamas and we, you know, have coffee. And you say that I think that's what people don't understand. We are ugly and nasty to each other. And then when the chips are down and then, but we'll still have everybody's back. And then Abby like rolls her eyes when you say that. Yeah. But I want to point out something. I do want to point out something. I stand by that. I stand by that. Because and to this day, we still say there's very few people, there's there's only four other people in the world who understand what we went through. But also, if my kids needed something, even today, I would be like, oh, I know who I can ask to do it because like I know who I can trust and who would get it done. And and we always said that. And what you you say on here that you know, if you even though there's tension between you and Melissa, if you oh yeah, to, no, I think I she would be the first one to help you. I do not agree with that. I I yes, I, I think do I not do. agree with that, and I don't agree with that back then either. I don't no. think there's ever been a time that I would call Melissa. Melissa that you've ever been, you would first of all never ask her for something. No, you know what I mean. Well, I think Melissa would do anything for anybody. I don't think you would ever ask Melissa for something. Correct. But I do know Melissa would do anything I asked her. Maybe that's more what I meant. That's what I just said. I think Melissa would do anything for anyone. Right. But you would never have asked Melissa. No, I wouldn't have. But that's not true. I did ask Melissa for one thing. I don't want to get into it because it's a little bit of a personal thing. I did ask her for something one time and it killed me and she fucking stepped up and did it. That's good. Yep. And also to this day, it's funny because I said, nobody understands, like we all have each other's back and Abby's rolling her eyes. I just want to point out that the five of us still talk. Nobody talks to her. So roll your eyes all you want, Abby. Exactly. That's true. Mm -hmm. I don't think any, well, maybe Jill might be the only one that even had communication with her since we left. Yeah, I I agree. Totally agree. Yeah. So that this kills me. Holly points out that Abby has created this family. Oh, oh, I am so glad that you said that because I can always create another one. Yes. I was like, ew. Yeah. Well, we see how well that worked out for her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) None of those little families worked out as well as us. No, no. They were all just trying to be us. Sorry, yeah. that's very offensive. I know that's controversial. Everybody's going to come after me. We'll talk about it in the subsequent episodes. But it it's hard not to try to be someone. If I tried to go on Survivor, or if I tried to go on The Bachelor, well, what am I doing on The Bachelor? Or like The Housewives. Housewives. I would try to be someone, not even intentionally, but yeah. because I had watched it. Yeah. It's just human nature. You emulate what you see. Yeah. Well, I love when Holly says, well, you could, but it would be your loss. (laughs) (laughs) Even back then we knew. Yeah. I don't know. I think that was my favorite line of the show. That marked that. Holly. Yeah. So then Jeff asks about the famous pyramid. Mm -hmm. They show a flashback to the pyramid. And Abby says a lot of dance teachers and choreographers have pyramids in their head 
but it's a really big lesson in the way that the world works. And I agree with that. I, I think do. Abby always had a pyramid. Oh yeah. She never said it though. Correct. It never was like blatant like that. You know, I mean, and we have said this before. I think the whole concept of the pyramid was so people watching TV knew what was happening that week. Absolutely. But I, she I always had a pyramid in her head, 100%. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's the whole reason why we had it on the chalkboard thing was so that the audience knew what was going on that week. Yes. Yes. I mean, I can tell you, Lauren came up with the pyramid, one of our yeah. producers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if she feels bad about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that she has so children, good. I wonder if she's like, huh. Yeah, it was a shitty thing. Uh But Abby says you go to a cattle call, you walk in, you stand on that line, and you know, like the famous chorus line, and they just go down the line pointing at you, like yes, no, yes, no. Nobody tells you why. Um, so with her pyramid, she feels like at least she's explaining to each kid why they're there, which I disagreed with that. I don't think she really you think she'd no. really explain why they were there? No, she'd be like, your mother like, is an asshole. Yeah. Bottom of the pyramid. Yeah, it wasn't like, and half the time the pyramid was wrong because like, like my kid would, if Brooke won first, she was on the very bottom because of something, you know, so that yeah. made no sense. Well, and also Abby loves an opportunity to quote a Broadway show. I'm just saying. Yes. She does love that to let us know that she's been to 565 Broadway shows. Remember she used to say that to us all the time. She'd be like, I've been to 40 billion shows. How many have you seen? I'm like, four. You know, like, I didn't give a shit. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're better than me. Oh, look, Clara's delivering me champagne. Look, just reach in. Clara, Kelly says hi. Hi. Wait, Clara, did you take your test today or do you have to retake it? Oh, yay. But did you do all right? Okay, good. But you're what? You can blame me. Whatever. Everybody blames me for everything. It's fine. Tell your about, tell your shrink someday. How about my uh, Paige graduating college this weekend? I can't. Is it crazy? Yeah, I wrote her. Well, I wrote it on my Instagram. I was like, oh my god, I remember the little bunny, like the little bunny who held my little blonde hand. Remember they used to stand there holding hands because they were so scared. Yep. And she's a yeah. college graduate. I, I really wanted to go. I was like all set to go. Yeah. And then my life blew up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have really loved to have gone. I'm just yeah, saying. It was sweet. I um, cried. Oh, I bet. That's your baby. I know. Now you're just old. Yeah. Except that. Oh, I almost said something I couldn't say. That's meant for the burner phone. <laughs> hey keep going all right so jeff says christy i can feel your energy ever my energy was fine he just likes to point me out yeah he's like i know you have a strong opinion about the pyramid and you you know point out the difference between a work environment and an environment for little girls um and that you think the pyramid is hurtful and you know, there's other ways to go about things. And, yeah, and then thinks- the kids yeah. are smarter yeah, than, uh, than I give them credit for. But what does that mean? The pyramid still sucks. But I don't think they're smart. I, I think we're the ones that think the kids are smart. We're always the ones that are like, we know the kids know what you're doing. And, Correct. And 
Like, I don't know. But Holly says she's not a fan of the pyramid. Um, nobody likes that Ab- it holds Abby accountable for her thinking, but she likes that it holds Abby accountable for her uh, Except that Abby's Abby's thinking in the pyramid never really fully line up. Yeah, that's what I said a couple minutes ago. Like, right, I know. I'm just pointing it out yes, here. You know? Uh, so Jeff points oh, out. Oh, wait, I wrote true, but makes no sense. And you just said it makes no sense. It doesn't. The pyramid never made sense to me. I always yeah. make it over the pyramid. But um, so Jeff points out how, you know, Maddie's always at the top of the pyramid. And, you know, they show like a montage of, you know, Maddie's on the top. Maddie's on the top. Maddie's on the top. And I don't know. I, I I just don't get the pyramid. No, so. but a little piece of interesting trivia is that somebody pointed out that in production notes that are shown online, like that we don't see, I've never gone and like done a deep dive on production notes that in season one, uh, the last three episodes are actually switched around. So be, because episode 11 happened, they aired like the episodes out of order the pyramid in the 12th episode was shot in studio B remember and it was like in a line but the original pyramid page was at the top because of her star power um and they never showed that though so page never got to be at the top page be good at anything yeah why why oh wow they're idiots Oh, well, so Jeff asked Melissa if she's concerned about Maddie's future. Um, Like when some days she's not at the top of the pyramid. And Melissa says she's not worried. Um, Maddie isn't always at the top, which. Don't worry, she'll be fine. And, you know, I'm, I say that, you know, I don't know why I don't keep my mouth shut, but I say that I think Melissa's doing Maddie a disservice that, you know, every time there's a competition, Maddie doesn't win, she loses it. And Matt, Melissa's like, no, she doesn't. But. Seriously, Christy, I mean, anytime she didn't win, did she not lose it? Yes, she did. And we're not allowed to say that because if we say that, then we're like bitching. Yes. And you point out a couple of things. You talk about booty camp because they had a turn competition. Chloe did beat her and she had like a headache and she cried. The, The watermelon game, she cried. Nationals, which they didn't show, but when Chloe beat her on stage, Maddie was crying. And remember, she came in the dressing room and say, said that she tripped over a trophy and hurt her ankle. Yeah. And Abby gave her a pass in the room where everybody else, she'd be like, oh, my God, suck it up. Yeah, yeah. they didn't air that. But like, these are the things that we saw happen behind the scenes. And when we would point it out, they it would just kind of be brushed over that we were being like jealous or mean to her. And we're like, no, because our kids get pointed like out for everything, everything. Yeah. Our kids breathe wrong and they're like showcased. And it was always hidden when she would cry. Now, I will say that Maddie could have been crying because she was worried about what Abby was going to say because she was always supposed to be the winner. Or maybe she was crying because she was upset because she was used to winning or, you know, like there's a million reasons she could cry, but it was never focused on. We always had to pretend it didn't happen. And our kids were always anytime, made to look dumb. Not dumb, but like, yeah. They automatically showed it. it yes. And but, changed the concept of it nine times out of 10 to make it look like they were just crybabies or. Yeah. 
didn't show why what really made them cry, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so where are we now? So um Melissa says, you know, that it's Maddie's maturity level, and she insists that she never tells Maddie that she should like that she's going to win ever. Uh, mm-hmm. that Maddie works on her own. Um, Melissa never works with her on her routines because she never pretends that she's to be a dance teacher. You don't work on her routines because you don't have to. Abby's got it. She's got you. And if Abby doesn't, Gianna does. Exactly. If Gianna doesn't, James does. Like There was always somebody there to work with Maddie. That's yes. why you and I were doing it in our basements, torturing our, you know. Us yeah, having- and creating like our children who were resentful to us to this yeah. day about dance. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 And, but Melissa's always like, well, Maddie's very mature. Well, I think all of the kids can be called mature because they held full-time jobs at the time they were nine. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, I still don't know if I could work 40 hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, Jeff, you know, shows a montage of things. He's saying, you know, for most of the season, it seemed like Maddie was unstoppable and nobody could keep their eyes off of her. And Especially you know, we all the time. Yeah, but you couldn't keep your eyes off her because that's the only people the cameraman ever really showed. I, or the editor's feature. Yeah, it was, was kind of hard not to keep your eyes off of Maddie because you really couldn't see anybody, anybody else. Anybody else, yeah. It was like a, a little flashback, like a little, oh, like, wait, was that page? Yeah, I can't see it went too fast. Well, what's funny is on the Patreon, when I show full dances, people are always like, oh my God, like Brooke was amazing in this dance. Oh my God, Mm -hmm. Nia can turn. And you're like, oh, because you get to see somebody dance? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I say that every week. They always did the same exact steps. They just... Yeah, you just never saw it. Never showed our kids doing them. No, but now we get this Abby is obsessed with Maddie montage. Uh, they show the different clips of you know, oh Abby, of Abby like creaming her jeans over Maddie and every scene. You're like, oh my god, this is weird. Why doesn't her mother tell her to stop gazing at her like that? It's weird. I'm sorry. Sorry, but don't worry. I bitch in there too. Maddie and Chloe's solo wasn't even in the same stratosphere. I'm always, I, you can always count on me for being a little bit of a, like a whiny bitch. I know. Well, I, that, that, I, that saying just drives me crazy because like, I don't know. It was, maybe it, it was a little less than Maddie's, but like try having like Paige or Nia's choreography compared to Chloe's. Oh, you mean my saying drives you crazy? Shut up. Yes, it does. <laughs> Shut up. Yes, because you're... Your choreography was a little less than Maddie's just to keep her up, you know, just one step behind. But Where all hers was always like freaking. Okay. I will give you that. Okay. I will give you that. However, however, you have to give me, Chloe always had to go head to head with Maddie and be the fucking loser. She always had to lose. She still got showcased as a good dancer. Yes, she did. But she always had to be the underdog. Which well, everybody loves the underdog. Always. Okay. Yeah. But the underdog has like psychological issues at 21 now. So what am I supposed to do with that? Don't do the other ones. Yeah. So, so what you're telling first. me. You were, she was the underdog. She wasn't the stupid one that needed to go to the hospital. And find yeah. 
Well, so what you're telling me is they all have issues. Yes. <laughs> okay. Including Maddie, I you know. I, I would guess. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair. Fair. So here we are fighting and they all are fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't laugh. It's terrible. But I'm trying to like point out that everybody has their own cross to bear. Um, so Jeff asks you um, for your thoughts on Chloe's interview where she wishes Abby spent as much time with her as she did with the other girl and the other girls as much as she does with Abby. Yeah. And you said that the girls wish Abby would just speak to them like she speaks to Maddie. And this is where that psychologist comes in, where if you tell one person they suck and the other ones, they're great. Like you're already setting the standard. And I say that you say to our kids, why are you so stupid? And to Maddie, you say you're smarter than that. Same message, different delivery. Holly versus us, you know? Yeah. I mean, we say that every week. That's our... That's our argument every freaking week. Okay, but should we take a moment says, to just like laugh about something? Because we're really getting deep in the bitch. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we are. I know. We're like just bitching up a storm. Okay, Kelly, I think should have a 24-year-old boyfriend. Yay! A big one. <laughs> <laughs> now that I have my little lead. Now that you got your little sassy haircut. Go find your My haircut is not sassy at all. It is it, horrible. I'm coming down to Florida. I'm going to be your wing woman. We're going to go out. We're going to, no, you need to come to New Orleans. I'm telling you, I could have you five boyfriends lined up before you even land. I do not need a 25. I, I in two days, I am going to be 52. <gasps> I know. It's almost your birthday. Are you going to be 52? Kelly, you're a hot 52. Oh, yeah. Jennifer Lopez hot is 52. Mess. I'm a hot mess. Nuh-uh. Whatever. Don't say that about my friend. I'm getting hot. You are already hot. You've been hot for years. Temperature hot. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so um, Abby Abby says that Maddie is open-minded, experimental, and wants to help along with the choreography when she does her solo. Abby used to say that all the time about Brooke. Like, because they Brooke would be doing, like, say her chin stand with her yeah, feet on twist. the floor and like she would like cross it like Brooke would always like try different things and so Abby used to say that but now that the show's on she says that Brooke's stupid and lazy and useless well wait a minute I always say that about how about we, how many clips do we have of Abby going back saying to Chloe you're not a choreographer not a choreographer yeah okay yeah. but Maddie's open-minded experimental and wants to help along the choreography if anybody else does that they're not a choreographer. Stay in your lane. Stop yeah. it. When she used to teach with Brooke, I, I think um, like when she was choreographing her solos, she would say, you know, she would give her like a sequence to do. And, and say then like, would, what feels right what next? What feel right for you to go next? Like mm-hmm. what, what does your body feel like it should go into next? And I think that's what maybe what she meant by that. Yeah. But Brooke had been doing that since she was six. You don't give the Brooke the opportunity to do that anymore. Correct. Just like you never gave Paige that opportunity. So how can you say that Maddie is the only one that does that? She's the only one that does that because you're the only one that, and, and it was the same thing when she did it with Brooke. Mm-hmm. She used to do it with Brooke, but I guarantee you there were 10 other kids in her group that used to say, why did they only let Brooke do that? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I bet you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um 
Where am I? Um, Abby's talking about Maddie dances with her face first. She has a great yeah, facility. They, her face, she has a, you know, great facility. She's a beautiful body and she has a, she should have a crown on her head all the time. Can I say something here? I am not a hundred percent sure. I think, I think that the second part, she has a beautiful body. She should have a crown on her head at all time. I think that was clipped from an argument Abby was having about Chloe. And she said that about Chloe. I think oh. so. Yes. Because she was saying like, Chloe second guesses herself. And I think they clipped that out, which I'm, that means I'm giving Abby credit for saying something positive. I think she said that about Chloe. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but like when I heard that, I was like, I think she said that about Chloe because I remember like stopping and being like, oh my God, she just said something nice. I do think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, why would you, you are not going to pay attention to something that's like not about your, you know, your kids. Uh, but I, I do think that was about Chloe. I thought, I thought this was pretty funny. She said, Abby says that all the kids are different. Oh my God. Yes. Works. Maddie could gradu graduate from high school and never speak to Abby again. And that is what that's happened. exactly what happened. And it None makes Abby batshit crazy. Yeah. She doesn't give a shit about anybody. Um, but it does bother her about the Zigglers. Oh, I, I was talking to Melissa last week and she said that Abby like still talks about them. Like they talk every day. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. I don't think they talked to her at all. Mm -hmm. So then Jeff brings up, you know, about Abby asking Melissa to bring in Maddie's crowns. Mm hmm. And, you know, Abby pulls crowns out one by one and she's like, you know, listing like the different titles and stuff that she had won. And you said that um, Abby points out that, or Chrissy, you point out that Abby always makes sure that Maddie gets the best choreography once again. Mm -hmm. But she says that she's trying to teach the girls that it's not the crown, it's the work that you put into it to win it. And then they mm -hmm. go to Holly rolling her eyes and he, you know, Jeff asks Holly her opinion. And she says that um, favoring a child is hurtful to the other students. And it's clear that there are favorites and Abby's unapologetic for having her favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I have no other words other than yes. And it's not just Maddie. Like I said, when Brooke was the favorite, I know the people in her group Mm -hmm. problems with her I, I told you the other day about me meeting oh yeah older girls she was a bartender at a bar I was at and she was like she said I was not one of Abby's favorites like like it just which is funny because I thought she was no she said Allie was well I know like, that I was always in that in the, the you know background of Allie mm-hmm mm -hmm. Well, but what's funny is that Abby, when she always talks about how she always put people against each other, like Jesse and John Michael, Allie yeah. and Corey, this one yeah. and that one, Bowie and Maddie, whatever. She always points out how she has done that forever. Yeah. And she uses people she as an that. example. I get why she does that. She always says it pushes you them to work harder, you know, which I agree. But But yeah. that was my problem with... Like Paige and Nia not being in anything. Correct. They you're no not, job. they're not because being they, pushed. 
they knew they weren't going to be in anything and they knew they weren't going to win because they were going to be given the shitty choreography. Yeah. So they get being given that opportunity. Yeah. You're, you're you know? right. You're That's right. what my fight always was about. Yep. You're right. Oh, whatever. Um, so I say, you know, I have to open up my big mouth and be like, you, know, <laughs> you did open your big mouth a couple times. I'm like, Ooh, Kelly. Sh- but when you watch that scene, Maggie did not want to put them cl- them crowns out there. She was no. very and that's and, the thing know, is I, when we always talk about like we're not talking about Maddie. We felt bad for her. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. I'm like Maddie didn't want to put those crowns on the tables. You made her do it, and Abby's like absolutely because she wants everybody to understand that she didn't. What, because she doesn't want her to seem bad, which, you know, fair. But Abby never cared if our kids seemed bad. No. I I don't, I don't get it. it. You know, I still go back to the thing, like, if I went home and I got a phone call that I was to bring in Brooke's 10 crowns that she has, I would have been like, you know what, Abby, no. Or I would have said to the producers, no, that is horrible to do mm-hmm. those other Children. kids. I'm not doing it. I'm not bringing them. And I just wouldn't have taken them. I that, think that was my thing with Melissa was, why did you take them? Yeah. You yeah. gave the okay for your child to do that. And you say you don't want to hurt their feelings and you don't want to do this, but yet you just did. And you allowed it to happen. Correct. Correct. And I think that was our argument with Melissa a lot. Yeah. But then Abby backpedals and she's like, you know, well, Maddie, the re- whole reason this came up was because Maddie won a crown. Yes. And came back on stage and she sat down. Maddie took the crown off and allowed one of the other kids to try it on. And that Maddie was disrespecting getting that crown. Maddie was being a nice friend and saying like, yes, you know, here, you guys never won one. You want to try yes. it on? Yeah. Like, it wasn't that she was disrespecting it. Maddie was like, hey, like, if she, you want to try she it was, on, try it yeah. on. And did you see my face? I look like I'm being a bitch there, but I was like scowling because I was thinking exactly that. Yeah, it wasn't like she was disrespecting it. Maddie was just like, like Nia has always said. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. So 
I feel like a lot of times we don't always talk about the things that are bothering us. We keep them bottled up. We keep everything inside. We shove those things down deep. And unfortunately, I think it sometimes starts to affect us negatively. Have you ever found yourself maybe not being able to deal with the situation or maybe even having an outburst? Well, Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. So I personally felt like I was carrying around 500 pounds of baggage on my back every single day after dance bombs. Is anybody shocked? I'm not. And I'm pretty sure Kelly could say the same because remember the whole dumpster situation? And I really benefited a lot by going to therapy. It took me a while to get there, but once I was finally in therapy, I was able to get those things off my chest. I was able to walk through them, figure them out, unpack them, and start to feel lighter and brighter and live a much, much more fulfilled life. So it's helpful to learn positive coping skills in therapy, but also how to set boundaries. And it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash bar today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash bar. And she says it in the show. She all the time. She always wanted a crown. So why wouldn't Maddie let her try it on? Like, what's the big deal? I don't think it's being disrespectful. I think it's like just being kind to your friend. And actually, I think if a competition saw that, like I'm putting myself in the competition director's shoes. If I saw a little girl doing that, I would be like, that's a sweet girl. I wouldn't think like, oh my God, you're disrespecting my crown. Yeah, it would be Nobody's like, thinking that because you realize that they're children. Yeah. I, I don't know whatever um okay so god here we go this is my worst part of the day so jeff says you know he he describes mine and abby's relationship with has lasted over 30 years and it's been complicated and rocky um but this season it seemed to push it over the edge and he shows you know clips of us fighting and abby throwing the chair and because we didn't have stoppers and you know the whole all of our lovely arguments that and we have. I, I just am like poor Paige when I'm hugging her upstairs and I'm not talking about me hugging her I'm just like your heart breaks for these kids I can't Ugh. tell you how many times we comforted each other's children yeah because we weren't in a position to do it we were off being a fucking maniac yeah yeah so you know I go in and I'm I'm saying about the stoppers and here's one of the fourth walls yes yes because I have to sit there and say like, oh, you know, you told me I had to get stoppers at 10 o'clock at night. Well, first of all, there's no stores open at 10 o'clock at night mm-hmm. for me to stop and get them. And next, it's like, I'm like, you know, I have three kids and a house and a, a teacher and or my, my kids are going to school and a husband and all this. And I'm trying to take care of all these kids. That's why I didn't do it. I didn't do it because 
I was not given the chair and I was told that they were going to take care of it for me. Production mm-hmm. is going to take care of it for me. Mm-hmm. So I assumed when I walked in the next day that they were going to live up to their word and have it done. Or there, There is a story and people get annoyed when I say, oh, I'm going to tell this on the Patreon, but there's a story that's like totally left field, but it's similar to this that I'll tell on the Patreon because it doesn't make sense for me to tell it here that actually or absolutely supports what you're saying, but it happened to me and it's a slightly different. Yeah. I mean, they were like, no, don't take it out. I mean, it was 10 o'clock at night. They're like, you know, you go home and you do your thing. We'll have them for you when you get here in the morning. A PA will get them for you. Mm-hmm. Like a PA is a production assistant. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. And then I come in and I could have went and got them earlier that day, but I was making Abby's costume. We were doing the glam costumes. Yes. And she was down the road eating at McDonald's. McDonald's. Literally. Yes. As we were doing her job. And that's why I got so pissed because my daughter got a chair thrown at her because PA didn't do their job. Well, I think the PA was told not to. Exactly. But it wasn't my fault. And I was still doing Abby's job. So that was the whole reason why I got so flustered was Mm -hmm. because I wasn't able to do my job because they wouldn't let me. Mm -hmm. And I was doing Abby's job. And I shouldn't have to get stoppers for the chair anyways. I pay for props. like Uh, And we're at a fucking national television show. Yeah. And I shouldn't be making these costumes either. I should have just been sitting watching my daughter practice with a chair with stoppers on it. Yeah. And bitching because that was our job. Our job was to bitch. It said right in my job description, be a bitch. I was being one. Didn't say stopper buyer. So, um, you know, I explained how, you know, I have, you know, all these things to do. And, you know, then I then I say about how, you know, I have a family to take care to care of and you still live at home with your mom. I am screaming at this point. Literally screaming. Because it's so funny. Her mom. And she brings it, she pulls it up like, oh, well, you know, I am taking care of my mother. Oh, okay. Well, you have your mom just got sick. You've yes. been living with your mom for the past 45 and, years. Yes. Like, and what's funny is that um somewhere she talks about a husband. Like, where's your husband? Why didn't your husband do it? She loved to throw the husbands in when it was convenient, but other times she like hated the husbands. But our husbands were also, and this is totally breaking the fourth wall, our freaking husbands were taking care of our other kids. My husband was working 40 hour job to pay for, so I could pay for dance and pay to live. And we were on a show that we needed somebody to be home with our kids. I had a fucking one year old. Who was taking care of her? Wasn't my dog. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But that's what I mean. It's so frustrating that she gets to say something and people take it as gospel. And you're like, no, no, listen to my side of the argument. Okay. But they made me look out to be the bitch because I said, you know, you live with your mom. Uh And then she's like, oh, guess what, Kelly? When my mother was 17, she paid the mortgage on her parents' house. And you go, I don't really give a shit what your mother did. I'm talking about me. My notes say dead. That's the only word I wrote, dead. But Abby has no idea what it was like to, to do a show and have uh-uh. your kids go to school every day and pack lunches every night and, you know, still spend time with your husband and still spend time with your other kid. Like, 
The only thing she had to do in her life was dance. Yes. I'm sorry, but I had more to my life than just dance. I do love that uh, when she said, oh, if I had a child, I would just sprinkle food in like a fish. It doesn't work that way. Exactly. Yeah. No, it does not work that way at all. But um, Abby tells Jeff that if she had to do it again, she would throw the chair at Paige even harder, which wasn't that nice. Well, wait a second. Oh, I just hit my microphone. Now, in recent history, this is my note. I wrote, funny, she says she didn't throw it. In recent history, she's tried to rewrite it and say that she never threw a a chair at Paige. She threw it at a producer. But right there, she said, I would have threw it harder. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. My story didn't change. Did yours? No. And I I love how whenever you say about, oh, it was a $68,000 chair. Floor. Floor. You're going to throw a chair on it. I love how they they just cut it off. Right over there. Yeah. Exactly. And they went to a commercial because like there was no response to that. No. But they should have let her sit there and look like an asshole to give her response like they made us. Only us. Only we look like an asshole. Come on. You know this. You've got the memo. You've watched this show. Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like you have. Kind of. So then Jeff asked, you know, about my future. If I'm in or I'm out for next season. And Abby's like, you know, I, I say, I'm not sure if I'm going to return or not. It's up for debate. Um, and Abby's like, you told me you weren't coming back. Um, Yeah. So, okay. So I have a question. So here's like a little bit of info. We, for me, and I think you were too. I remember when we were doing this, we were briefed in our dressing rooms beforehand, which I think you and I were always like, we don't need two dressing rooms. Just put us in one (laughs) because we were, we just sat in each other's dressing room and talked anyway. Um, Uh, But they came in with like a big binder and they were like, these are the questions that are being asked. And I remember that they were going to ask you that. And I thought that they had said, be vague. Do you remember that? Or am I making that up? Well, and this is another fourth wall thing. Like I wanted to leave. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm saying, I don't know if I am or not. Like I was done. I wanted out. They would not allow me to leave. and Mm -hmm. But I couldn't say, oh, production, you know, is going to or the lifetime is going to take my life if I leave. Yeah, exactly. Say that. So I was just had to be like, well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Right. Right. It's always, oh, I don't know. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm an idiot. Always. We're always idiots. We're, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll be back. Maybe we won't. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I would have not been back if I was allowed to not come back, but they made me. So, um, wait, I have something to say though. Do you know that after season one, I basically said I did not want to come back after season one and Abby, I probably could pull it up. Abby sent me like an email about this long single space. It was all in capitals, shocking, but about all the reasons why I needed to be back on that show. Mm. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Uh Mm-hmm considering how much she hated me. Yeah. She's like, I heard you weren't coming back. Let me tell you why you need to. I was like, oh, Abby, do you see the value in me being on this show? (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, I say that, you know, um, Broken Paige want to come back, but I don't think it's worth it. You know, Paige used to be a fun loving child. And I think the studio has broke her spirit, which is another fourth wall. I was talking about the show. Yes. And you have to agree at this point. I, I Paige is yes. a totally different child. I mean, they, they totally, like, Paige yes. was like my little flower child. She was just the happy go lucky kind of kid. And now it's like Paige walks into her room and has a panic attack, you know, mm-hmm. and is shaking and scared. Like it totally changed Paige. I think. Mm-hmm. You say that all the time. You're like the show changed oh. Paige. Oh, absolutely. I agree with that. Well, I, and I, I noticed this about Chloe and I hate to say this like in public, but I'm going to say this. Chloe is wound so tight and it's probably because she's so used to just being like attacked at all times. And I'm like, I'm like, exhale. Yeah. I'm like, exhale. I'm like, you're okay. Like I noticed it this weekend when she was home for mother's day and I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, you're 21 years old. Like It's okay to take a breath. Yeah. Okay. So here's the worst part of the episode. Um, Abby says that, um, there was a fan question and the fan asked like the Kelly hit below the belt when she was talking about Abby's weight. And then I called her a whore. I, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say about this stupid thing. Like I, I, I'm not going to talk about your mother in the most inappropriate way ever on the history, on the face of the planet. I was there. I heard it. I couldn't believe my ears. Exactly. So that's why the whole thing happened. And I'm not going to talk about it because I'm not going to talk about my mother or my family on this. And, you know, one of my things with them was that, you know, I signed up to be on a reality show. Yes. And you can say whatever the hell you want to say about me, but my family did not. And to be fair, I'm going to say this in a way, I think that's why Melissa was so pissed at us for talking about Greg. Absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 and it was me doing it. So it, like you saying and that, I'm like, oh, yes. yeah. but I was not going to bring up what, I mean, what my, what they said about my mom was oh, way yeah. worse than us saying that Melissa was engaged. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For God's sake. I mean, it was not, <laughs> yes. it was a totally different spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. And I will not speak of it on TV. So it does make me look horrible because nobody knows what was said and how it was said and whatever. I do. I'm willing to look like an asshole. And then when they're like, oh, well, what other choice of words would you use? I, at that point, (laughs) you know what, Chrissy, I was on the spot. It was live or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when they asked me that, I really got like, so that anger just Mm -hmm. came right back to me. And I just said, whatever the hell came to my mind. And you said, I'd call her a virgin. And she's like, and that's a bad thing. Just so your kids can hear it. That's a bad thing. I was just like, yeah, like whatever. I don't care. Like I just, and you're like, yep. But here's what I'm going to say. When I just said that they came to our dressing room and like prepped us, I guarantee you they prepped her on that. And so she had that response ready for you to make you look stupid. I promise you. Oh, absolutely. But I did not know that. I I did not have that plan to say that. Well, right. But I had said it a couple of episodes before when she called Chloe a sneak. And so you know how somebody will say something. We all do this, regardless if you're on TV or not. 
you're in an argument and you lay in your bed after that argument and you think of all the comebacks you wish you had said, I guarantee you she laid there and was like, what, virgin's bad? Like, oh, let me tell your kid that. So she had that ready to go because she wished that she had said that to me five episodes ago when she called Chloe a sneak. I promise you, we all do it. Yeah. I just, I, at that, and I totally regret saying that whole thing. And, but it it was just the situation. I was just, I I couldn't believe they brought that up again. Uh, You can't. Uh, like <laughs> maybe I should have called my attorney like Melissa did because yeah, they really. brought that shit up again, but they always kept bringing that up. And I, and I, because of the fourth wall, I could not protect myself and show why I looked like such an idiot. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, but, um, Abby or Jeff says that, you know, he points out that I've known Abby since I was two. And I danced for Abby's mom when I was two and a half. And he asked me and Abby um, to describe what we were like as kids. And (laughs) Abby's like, she was beautiful. She was fun, similar to Paige, a little dingy, talented and had great potential. And a loser now. Yes. Yes. We know you're a loser. Abby was bossy and mean. Yeah. <laughs> but she taught me a lot. And I and I always say this and I, I still agree yes. with it. She did teach me a lot. Like and and I do, you know, think of her a lot, like when I do certain things. Like I I wrote in my notes, because you can tell on Abby's face that there's a little bit of a a different feeling. And I wrote, I wonder, is she sad about your relationship? I don't know if Abby's able to feel sad, but I I wonder if she's sad at all. I don't know. Who knows? I know, but I'm just saying. Doesn't really show it. (laughs) Her emotions don't show it. No, but you know what I mean? Like, God, when somebody, I don't know. There was... And I and I think that all the time because I feel bad about it. Right. I know. I, mean, I do. It it breaks my heart that we were so close and that this stupid show like ruined everything. Mm-hmm. But it was just we were put in that situation. And I think both of us were very stupid. I think if we would have communicated, we were all stupid. If we if Abby and I would have communicated and said where we stood and what the producers were making us do. I don't think we would have had the outcome that we had, Mm-mm. but I also don't think we would have had the show we had either, but mm. I don't know. Sometimes I think I would have rather not had the show be so, is successful and, you know, it not have been that way with us. I don't know. Well, it's funny. I say this all the time and I think you say it too, like our kids wanted Abby's approval. So did I. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I wanted it too. And and that's hard. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so now we skip to Maddie's CD skipping. And Jeff says that, you know, Melissa has been the closest, has the closest ties with Abby. And the other moms have accused us of being of her being manipulative and a tattletale and a brown noser. But it was the CD skip heard around the world that got the moms really talking. Mm-hmm. And they show a flashback of that. And 
um, Jeff asked Melissa if he, if Melissa really said that to me on her phone call, mm-hmm. that she knew that, um, you know, Maddie's CD was going to skip and Melissa mm-hmm. denied saying it. And if you see me here, I kind of, I, I'm like, you know, saying like that Maddie didn't hesitate and whatever. And I say, you know, like that Melissa did tell me that. Melissa did tell me that. Yes. Yeah. And when I said it, like you, I, I forget what I said. I said, um, you know, I said that Maddie was instructed that if her music skipped, that she was supposed to start mm-hmm. keep dancing. And Abby interrupts me and says, Yes. To this day, all the kids were told to do that. But not in, like that. In general, yes. anybody anywhere knows that if your music stops, just keep dancing. This was deliberately all week long. She was told if the music stops or something happens, keep dancing. Right. And Melissa right. said to me, I, I mean, I swear... To God, like she told me, Abby said, if it, if your music skips to keep dancing, but mm-hmm. what I'm trying to get to is, is when I, when I saying that to Melissa and Abby, I tried to change my words because they do that a lot. Yes. Not like they're lying. If I did, if I said, you said this to me and I don't give the exact words, they say, no, you didn't. They're not lying because that's not exactly what they said. And I can't remember exactly what she said. Correct. That's why she swore on her mother's life. Correct. I, she didn't say exactly what mm-hmm. I Kelly, said. Kelly, I know that. Yes. But she did say that. Yeah, I know. I never make that up. I would have never made that up. Never. Mm-mm. But, um, Abby stands up and is like, knock it off. You're uh, messing with my professional reputation. Well, guess what? Why? Because I called you out on it? Yes. You shouldn't have yeah, done it. Exactly. Your professional you reputation. Doing, and that was your professional reputation. You shouldn't have done it. You did it. I'm pointing it out. You're messing with it. Right. But you did it. Exactly. Exactly. Live up to it. You know? And, you know, she finds out later on that things you do, they catch up to you. Yeah. But I love that she, again, this is the second time and and there will be a third time that she's going to jump in and protect Melissa. We were all like lone islands in these, uh, in these, um, what are they called? Reunion shows. You know, like we were all on our own. We just had to defend ourselves, but it must've been nice because Melissa always knew that Abby was going to jump in. And she knew that the network was never going to make Abby look stupid. So it was always going to be supportive of her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it must've been nice. Yeah. So Abby tells me to knock it off that it's her professional reputation. I'm like, I don't knock care. Knock it off. Yeah. And she gets so, to always get the last word. Cause she's like, cuckoo. cuckoo. That's what I was saying. Yeah. I'm a cuckoo. Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm calling you out on it. Mm-hmm. But um, Melissa insists that my kids, you know, would have kept dancing if their music's here. No. But that's the kind of thing that Melissa always did. Like she would distract or I would say deflect by pointing out like, oh, no, no, your kids would do the same, like to make you feel good about your kids. Do you you know what I mean? Like she would do that. Well, and then there's fucking me. But it's true. 
So you interject and you say that um, you've known us for a decade and that I have never lied to you, uh, but you can't say the same for Melissa. And I mean, I think we've seen that throughout the first two seasons. There's a bunch of times that we've caught her, you know, not telling the truth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I said, she's a very upfront person. I care less. Like I just say what, what it is. If you don't like it too bad, but she, she's not like that. Nope. She wants to please everybody. She's a people pleaser. Maybe I need to take after her. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Maybe. Okay. So then we go to um, Jeff. He brings up that um, you told him off camera that the show never portrayed fun of the cast you know that we have together and it's it's, true yeah it's clear from watching the show that the moms are close and they love each other so jeff asks for some fun experience that the moms had together and you say um your pregnancy with our baby because you used to say that you were her dad i I used to say i I might as well be her dad always with her and how cute are we walking in i'm like oh you're my little cup of tea uh-huh. <laughs> she was my little cup of tea she's so freaking cute with that but little blonde about, pigtail like, then you say like how whenever she was born um Paige is like, in the hospital chloe, like the same time chloe met clara Paige did Yes, and to this day, to this day, which Clara will probably die if I say this story online or on air, but they talk about, you know how like they have the meconian, like that black tar kind of like in their system when they're first born? Yeah, yeah. Well, Clara pooped and the nurse had her legs up as she pooped and this big like poop bubble came out and Chloe and Paige lost their ever fucking loving minds. They're like, poop bubble. To this day, they're like, Clara, you had a poop bubble. And Clara's like, I'm going to kill myself. And they're like, but you did. And she's like, I didn't. I was an infant and I lived in a womb for nine months. Everybody does that. Yeah. (laughs) But Paige and Chloe bring it up. Every time they're with Clara, they bring up the poop bubble. But But, but it's true. Yeah, but like Diane was in the hospital. She brought Clara fake eyelashes the day she was born and said, let's glue them to her eyes. <laughs> like you guys brought her flowers, but that's the way we were. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of it, still at this point of dance moms. I was trying to explain to people like, yes, we fight on TV. We understand that it is a show. We also understand that we have a very long history and we're going to get pissed about stuff that doesn't mean anything to anybody else, but we're holding on to things that happened 12 years ago. However, we still have this unbreakable history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I talked about like, Holly's my neighbor. Holly was my neighbor. Yeah. Ho- Nia, Nia to this day talks about the time that Holly was in Japan. She was in Tokyo. I don't know what she was in Tokyo for, but I was pregnant with Clara. My dog had eaten a toaster strudel icing packet. The oh night my we- God. I remember yes. that. Yes. She needed emergency surgery because she was dying. I was taking Nia and Chloe to a competition at like 7 a.m. And I had to do both of their hairs, hair, both of their hair in French twists. I was like, Alta here pregnant. 
Daisy had eaten an ice, like a icing packet. So she had almost died the night before. So I had slept on a wood floor next to my dog, pregnant as fuck going to this dance competition. I got pulled over by a cop and all I kept saying to the cop was like, can you please just let me go? I have to do two French twists. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yes. French twists. Yes. But Nia, this past weekend, when she came to see me in New Orleans was talking about that. I'm like, I know, like that's who we were. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now Jeff says that, um, that you want to fulfill your daughter's dreams, you know, to be no, a dancer. my dreams through my daughter. Oh, okay. yeah. Because uh, you always wanted to do that yourself or whatever. So, you know, we go and we visit your childhood home and, you know, that you lived with your grandparents and you moved back and forth and mm-hmm. you used to dance in your lawn. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You're dreaming of a life like this that Chloe, you're dreaming of a life like Chloe has. Yeah, but, and and first of all, they put words in my mouth, but second of all, isn't that the point of being a parent is you always want better for your children? Absolutely. But they made it out that that was like a bad thing with me. And and I'm like, I had a a hard childhood. I want my kids to have opportunities that I didn't, not just about dance, but to go after something with my support, not always like fighting. Uh yeah. And you know, I, I, you wanted Chloe to do it because you didn't have the opportunity to do it Yeah, where Abby always gets mad at me because I didn't push my kids to do it, but I did it. And I had the opportunity and I seen what it felt like, like when Brooke's like, I don't want to be at dance every day. I want to have the opportunity to go to my proms, to see mm-hmm. my friends, not be at dance 24 seven. So I seen that. So I didn't want my kids to have that pressure. I think it goes both ways. Yeah. But then Abby makes it out like, you know, I'm a terrible person. And I, and I'm like, I just want Chloe to be a better person than I am. I, I don't want anybody to ever call her white trash. Exactly. You, you know, like, I don't want anybody to ever have that opportunity. But Abby's like, oh, Chloe's my ticket out. Well, no, because I'm a cast member on a reality show. And truthfully, I mean, if you really want to get down to it in subsequent seasons, when we finally, we look, I can't really talk much about like if we made money, what we didn't make, but like the moms were the main cast member. Chloe wasn't my ticket. Like we were. Absolutely. Yeah. But Abby gets to say that because everybody believes her. And, I, and I'm like, no, I want to raise somebody that I am proud of. And, and I'm like, if you don't see that shame on you. And um, I'm like, that's every parent's goal. But again, it comes down to she was never a parent, so she doesn't know. Yeah. She, yeah. she never experienced that feeling. And I, I don't think, you know, I, I say it a lot, like my stepmom, she, she's not, she never had kids. And a lot of times, like when I do things with my kids or my sister does things, she doesn't get it because mm-hmm. she was never a mom. Like, like. I don't know. I just think that once you're a mom, like things appear different. different. Yeah. I mean, it sounds so weird and it sounds so mean to say that. And I'm not just saying it about Abby. I mean, I'm using my stepmom as a, I just don't think if you are not a mom or you're not a dad or what, you're not a parent, you don't understand that connection or what you would do for your child. Yes. 
I say all the time, I would lay on train tracks for my children. My husband, eh, I push him in front of a train. If it came down to the two of them. Absolutely. If I had to pick this one versus that one. And I love my husband. It's just different. It's different. Yeah. Yep. Uh, How about this though? Do you love this? Abby doesn't think that I'm raising Chloe to be independent. Okay. I said to Chloe today, because I watched this episode this morning, I wish so fucking much that I could take a clip of Chloe now and rewind time and put it back in there. Because that girl moved to LA on her own in her own apartment, not even like moving into a dorm when she was 18 years old, a hundred percent financially independent. We have never paid a penny of her apartment her college tuition. Like she pays for everything. She makes her own choices, her own decisions. She books her own flights. She goes where she needs to go. She runs her own business. But Abby says in this moment that I, Chloe is not independent. When I saw that, I thought the same thing because my kids are the same way. Yes. I mean, look at Brooke. I mean, she graduated from college a year early. Yep. Moved to LA. Well, traveled the world, then moved to LA, mm-hmm. then moved to Austin. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I've never once made the girl a plane Mm-mm. ticket. Mm-mm. Nothing. Nope. They do it all on their own. Nope. And you know what? If Abby wasn't an asshole, I would give her credit. For helping, I, and I was that. just gonna say that I, I think I give the show a lot of credit for that because 100%. I, I they really did learn how to. They matured. They, yes, they they grew up. No, like like we said, they've been were full time workers since they were nine years old. Mm-hmm. And you know? and Abby had a lot to do with that, but she's so awful to our kids. It's hard to give her credit. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, I said, you're terrified of Abby. I said, Chloe's terrified of you. She's like, you keep saying that. And I said, when you put her on the spot, she's afraid of you. And then she's like, well, why do you come back? And that's another fourth wall thing. I'm under contract, Abby. You know that. And then I have to be like, well, if Chloe hadn't won that national title, which was true because that was before the show, but it still is like one of those things that I have to keep pretending. Oh, I just love it. Oh, you're just that good. And she knows that. So I have to be like, well, you're the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So then, you know, Jeff's talking to Holly and he says that um, the moms have questioned Abby's creativity, but this particular ethnic solo had Holly seeing red. <laughs> Everybody talking about Lakbifa. And then you're like, what? Um, we we have these flash, don't we have a flashback of Abby mm-hmm. like doing the Nia's dance, which oh God, they should not show that stuff. Oh. Scares me. But Abby um, is wearing quite the headband in this argument. Is, is this where she has it teased behind it? I think so. And it's a thick rhinestone. Yeah. That, that's where I saw her in the hallway and I kept hiding in the bathroom. <laughs> so, um, you know, Ab- Holly says that, or points out that Nia's solos tend to have negative undertones and that, and then Abby lists off a bunch of corrections that Nia has and tells, you know, Which is such a bullshit thing. Let me tell you all the things wrong with you and let, let's air them on national television. Uh-huh. And 
Abby tells Holly that she can't afford her tuition and she finishes calling Abby out by saying that um, you have my kid dressed up in an Afro. <laughs> Does that make any sense? Mm-mm. What are you doing? Answering my husband. Yeah. Okay, so um, Jeff says to Holly, which part of that was the part that really got you going? And you're like, oh, the Afro heard from <laughs> around the world. It was that. Yes, yes, it was funny. I that was so funny when Holly's like, oh, let me pull it out. Oh, eye. of my purse. That I think that was like the best thing she ever said. Maybe. Yes. Uh, but at, Holly says she doesn't need an Afro wig to show that she's black or for Nia to think that she's um, made her black, made her black. Her identity is bigger than an Afro wig. Yeah, I I do agree. Like looking back, because it was like such a stereotypical, like you're black, you wear an Afro, you wear leopard, yeah. you know, and now that we're a little bit more compassionate or dialed in or aware of these racial stereotypes it's in fucking sane the things that they put Nia through on tv yeah yeah it really is yeah um holly says she has no problem with ethnic dances um, <laughs> she was an african dancer i was, screamed remember she she showed yes. The yes. arms, exactly. I think about yeah, it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> she was cool with that. She was cool. Yeah, I thought but she it was hysterical good. that she was always like, I was an African. I'm like, I can't, Holly. I can't. But I didn't think that that Laquifa dance seemed like ethnic. Other than that, like, Afro. and Yeah. I, I mean, it's a drag dance, which I mean, yeah. It's a drag dance. I don't know if it's ethnic. It's drag. But I, yeah, I could be completely wrong. I could be looking at it through a completely like white lens. I don't know. So please don't come after us. We don't know. Yeah. We're I trying. Don't. We don't know. I have no idea. Okay. So then Jeff says about to Principal Holly um, was the mom who struggled with balancing a full-time career with dance. But there are many times um, that both the worlds didn't sit too well with you. I need everyone to know that I was running a business in season one of Dance Moms because I would sit out in the in the bus stop and like talk to my coaches because I owned like a children's fitness franchise that basically went to shit because I couldn't be there. And yeah. people would see me being a fucking maniac on TV and they're like, hey, uh, we don't think it's a good idea for you to work with three-year-olds. And I'm like, okay, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't think reality show stars are really good to no work. and i think that that was a lot to do with why holly left her job yeah mm -hmm. yeah um this is one of my favorite scenes though because it goes wait. to that flashback with holly and abby and abby's like my dad even took me to the mo mother daughter talk about getting your period oh my god and I our faces are out of fucking control we're like oh oh <laughs> <laughs> Because first of all, who gets to a class for that? I, <laughs> like, it's just wrong. 
Like you needed to learn about your period in the back of the bus with Brooke. Yes, Brooke taught them all. And trust me, she probably put in nine tenths of the tampons, okay? She's like, listen, let me show you because you have a fucking white costume on and we're on in three, you know? Ah. Oh, that's disgusting. But true. I know. Poor Brooke. She had to put tampons in people and (laughs) diapers for Clara because her mother didn't give her any diapers. Poor daughter. Kelly, that's a story on Patreon. Don't tell anyone. That's a secret. All right. So um, then Jeff congratulates Holly on getting her doctorate, you know, while she was on the show, which, oh my God, can you imagine that? Thank God it was season one. She would have never been able to do it in other seasons. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely not. Um, So then we move to Jill. Oh my God. Okay. So I have a question. I don't know if you're going to remember this, but when Jill walked down those stairs, we had a whole conversation on camera where Abby was correcting the way she walked downstairs. Do you remember that? Yes. She's like, Jill, you walked down the stairs wrong. And and Jill's like, what? How do you correctly walk down the stairs? I don't know, but she was trying to take Jill to etiquette school to teach her how to glide down the stairs. And I'm like, okay, let, you can't sit in a chair, but you're going to teach Jill how to glide down. To, okay. All right. I mean, look, whatever. Yes. She, I, I remember sitting there. Half the things that I think you see me rolling my eyes at were shit like that. Yeah. She always wanted to send people to etiquette school, but always. Well, I mean, out of anybody. The I boogie, the boogie sneeze. That's all you need to know. The boogie sneeze. Uh, eyelash boogies i wasn't there for that i wasn't either i just heard the story oh gross so um you know we're moving on to jill and jeff says if you ever wondered what makes a good dance moms (laughs) shown the good sewing skills and a quick comeback are essential but for dance mom jill a sexy one nine hundred voice and knowing how to storm out of the studio are qualities to make her memorable. I just want to say I assigned that one nine hundred voice moniker. Thank you. She did I'm sure she, she really appreciates that. She does have a one nine hundred number voice. Yeah, she does. Um, and Abby says she really doesn't need a seat. She doesn't <laughs> stay long, which that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jill says I'm not going nowhere. Mm. Just here's the question for every that everyone seems to want to know is Jill a show a studio hopper or a concerned mom who just wants what's best for her kids. And then we see all the best of Jill and I am laughing, like cackling at Jill losing her mind, but more so her being like, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need Jill needs. Yes, she does. Um, then, you know, Jeff talks about Abby, when Jill goes to the candy apples, Abby called it her ultimate portrayal mm-hmm. Which was, I yeah, Abby allowed her to come back after doing this. Well, I think she had to because of the I show. I think she had to too, but she actually wasn't that hard on Jill and Kendall after Mm-mm. that. Like Mm-mm. if I would have went there, like, oh I, my God. 
crucified. So I, I was shocked at that. Yep. You know? But whatever. Maybe she just didn't care because she really didn't know Jill. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And she said she took Kendall back because she's a good kid, smart. She pick up quick, picks up quickly. She's only nine years old and she's beautiful. And that was always important to Abby to be beautiful. Yes. Um, so Jeff says, Christy, you don't <laughs> like Jill. Uh, you know, it's from the very first time you met her. You didn't like her. But I did like Jill. And I even said that. I was like, Jill's the ultimate stage mom, but I like her. I thought Jill was funny. Yeah, but you also say that, you know, she will do anything to get Kendall ahead. It, uh, hi, Rosa Parks. She will. Yeah, but I mean, that's why she was on a reality show. Sure thing. Like, I mean, that's yeah. why she was. Yeah. Uh, and then I say, Christy likes you just because you eat money out of men's oh. pants. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, like, that scene was absurd. I know. It's funny. Jeff's like, what's that story? His eyes perked up. He's oh, like, he was like, hold on. We can eat money out of, of men's pants. Hold on. Yeah, I want to see a clip of this. Yeah, he's like, I can eat money out of men's <laughs> pants too. And I was like, I think you're old enough to be his mother. And she's like, his mother. But so then they show, you know, a flashback of Jill, Jill eating, you know, a $20 bill sticking out of the guy's like waistband with her teeth. Jill was funny that night. She was funny. I like that, Jill. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Kelly, we need to pause real quick. We'll come right back. Okay. So now we're going to get into the great costume cheating situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What are you eating? Do you have a charcuterie? Beef jerky. Kathy, uh, I pulled him jerky in a minute. You you what? When he says one word to describe Kathy, I say jerky. Oh, there we go. I know. Yeah, you, you always loved when Kathy came to town because you would get I beef like jerky. jerky. Get it very often, though. No. Nah. More often. No. Nah, yeah. That's true. I could use it right now because this is like store-bought crap. Gross. Mm. Red plastic rhinestone crap. Store bought plastic rhinestone crap. Here we go. Here we go. I'm gonna pop my champagne. Are you in a second bottle? Well, no, I only had one glass left in my first bottle. And this yeah. is like a like a mini, like this is a like a half a split. It's little. Look, Kelly, I have standards. It's Monday. <laughs> Are you going to bingo? I don't know. My it's up to $5,000. Oh, go to what if you won? Oh, I would be so excited. Then you can come to New Orleans and buy me a hurricane or a shark attack. That's my favorite. Okay, I can do that. All right, so now Jeff says Jill's not the only one who's been under fire. Melissa came under a lot of scrutiny because of her personal life. Um, so they show Melissa, you know, and they're talking about the engagement ring and. Holly's like, um, Melissa's so forthcoming. She tells us everything about her body, the nooks, the crevices. I die. I die. Tattoos, all of that. And I say, I know that Melissa's cleanly shaved down there, but she won't tell me that she's engaged. And Melissa's like, she's such a bitch. <laughs> yeah, but did you notice she hesitated? She's like, she's such a bitch. And I'm uh -huh. like, just you call me a cunt on national television. You can drop a bitch. She did. That's the only 
That's the worst word that was ever said on there. And I just have to point out, it was her, not me. We're me. I know. That's a good thing. All right. Um, But so she said, you know, Jeff says that the mom's threw Melissa an unwanted bachelor party, bachelorette party. And um, we badgered her about her engagement ring. And Melissa says she feels like she was being ganged up on. And, you know, I mean, I, I when Jill says, Melissa, if you didn't want it brought up, why did you not wait until he was divorced? And she's like, please. Stop it. Stop it. I, I was like, ooh, I, I love when I see said that though. glimpses of Jill and Holly on Team Christy and Kelly. I love it because I was like, yes. But I couldn't believe she said that. Well, she's, she's correct. Like, the problem is you don't want people to know. Well, then why didn't you wait? Which is true. Uh-huh. That it makes us look like the bitches. Yeah. But also, I still to this day, there is a whole uh like a comment on our social media or like on our podcast about how someone was like, I cannot believe that Christy and Kelly still leaned into the fact that you're trying to ruin a family that Melissa had an affair. I'm not like saying anything that wasn't said to me. Like I'm not making this up. Like I'm telling you what we were told. You might've not seen it on TV. Yeah. So you're basing it on what you saw on TV. I'm telling you what the, the common knowledge in the studio was it wasn't like i was saying something that melissa's kids never heard like they yeah, everybody, everybody knew, knew about it. and i and i said in there like melissa sent Paige a picture of her ring yeah and Paige was so excited so like she goes you go to the studio and you talk about it because you don't think there's anything wrong with talking about it she said that's a picture of it mm-hmm. and you know she was wearing it to the studio like everybody knew she was engaged so why I, I feel like you would be being a bitch if we didn't talk about it. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, but Melissa, oh, I like this part. But Melissa says that she'll be getting married as soon as possible. He uh, gets divorced or whatever. And then she's like, you know, he should be divorced like in seven days, eight days, 10 days, 14 days, <laughs> 30 days. I'm like, okay, Melissa, how many days is it? Maybe. It could have been a year. <laughs> she she was not very exact on that. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but um, Joe asked if you know we're all going to be invited to the wedding, and she's like, absolutely not. Um, Melissa wanted to surprise the kids, but she has no idea when they'll be getting married. And asked Jeff asks if you know um, the cameras will be at the wedding, and she says, no, I don't think Jeff would like that. And I have to say, once again, Paige was the only one invited to her wedding. Uh-huh. It was in, her in her living room. And Dr. Or not Dr. Um, Minister Don married her. Yeah. But Paige was the only person invited. It was so cute. She loved it. Uh-huh. But they make it out like that I'm negative about it. Like, if I was so negative about it, why would I only, my daughter be the only one there? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Very weird okay so now jeff says when i say the name kathy from candy apple what pops into your mind and we're all like Ugh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um abby says which 
You say jerky. Yeah. Melissa says silly. Or I'm sorry. Holly says silly. Melissa says little shoes, like scuffling along. I say stalker. Yeah. And Jill says annoying. And um, so, you know, we're just talking about like things about Kathy and Holly calls Kathy a special individual. <laughs> she's like a cartoon character. She <laughs> is. And then I said, she's like Coyote and Roadrunner. Yeah. And Kat, Holly's like, you're exactly right. And so then Jeff, you know, calls Kathy out and we're all like, woohoo. Kathy actually looks very beautiful. Pretty. I yeah, thought she, she looked, looked very, very pretty. pretty. Yep. She looked great. I like when she sits down, she's like, how's my pit, my little Pittsburgh babes? Like it's a dig. Dude, you're from um, fucking Ohio. <laughs> like we're the big city to you, baby. Exactly. She, um, Jeff says, you know, there were a lot of tense moments um, that happened recently. And the sh- then shows a clip of never, a never before seen. Oh, clip. that was my fight with her outside of the. I remember that day. Like. And like I said, I never remember anything, but that was like a, a clip of you being crazy, not me. Oh, so yeah. I remember that. And she kept I throwing water that. on me. Well, I remember you like chasing after her. Yeah. Why? Like, you were like why? chasing after her down the road. Yeah, it was stupid. Yeah, <sighs> it was weird. You were like in psycho form that day, I remember. Yeah. And Chloe had won. I should have been like very zen. Yeah. I don't understand why you were so crazy. Mm-hmm. I remember you literally. Like they were walking to their bus and you were like literally chasing them down. I know. I I have it like watch stay in the dressing room. What are you doing? Yeah. But you know, Kathy threw her water at you and she's like, I think that <laughs> Sparky Christie over there needed cooled down. And that's why you threw she threw the water on you or whatever. And you just really don't say anything. You just kind of roll your eyes at her. Um, so I mean, I'm often rolling my eyes, so just a little bit. So then we go to season two nationals and Jeff says to you and Kathy, um, from day one, what was it about you two? And Kathy says, I think that we const- constantly see that this, and it's like Kathy giving you a gesture of you, like putting your finger out. And she says, it's in everyone's face. So that's what had to happen. That's why that happened. And she brings up the um, candy apples chanting, clean Chloe's clock, clean Chloe's clock. And she says that, you know, justice has beaten Chloe two times in a row. And you're like, why are you chanting clean Chloe's clock outside the dressing room? But here's what I'm going to say. We always bitch about production and the situations we're put in Kathy's clearly put in this situation absolutely I know so like I'm an asshole for doing this yeah but we are assholes for doing everything we do Christy (laughs) there's not one moment on this show that I'm very proud of like but it's the situation you're in and that I mean I don't know yeah I I'm not very proud of it either but and and I'm sure you know, we we got mad at them doing, you know, clean Chloe's clock or whatever. But a couple episodes again, we were in ago, we were in their dressing room flaunting in front of them that we want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So 
it's none of us are correct. We're all assholes. We're all assholes, right? Um, but I say, you know, that Kathy knew we were going to be at the competition and that's why she was there. And I look at Jeff and I'm like, that's why I called her a stalker because everywhere we go, Kathy's there. And Kathy, you know, says that as far as she knows, this was an invitational and she was invited. Well, you were invited because we're on a reality show. Yeah. So we're being assholes to you. And you're like, what about the other 50 competitors? And, you know, Abby says that, you know, we're always at the same competitions as them. Um, and Kathy says, you know, I, she thinks it's a good, healthy, healthy competition and good, healthy rivalry is fine. But for some reason, all of you turn into vindictive, vicious and vicious. You think that's us? You think we're vindictive and vicious? But then Abby wants to know, um, why she goes to the same rehearsal studio that we were in, which is true. But yeah. I mean, once again, it's the fourth wall and we have to be like, uh, because we're on a TV show, but we can't say that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you circle back to, you know, never seen before clips at nationals when candy apples is trying to leave and things escalate. And, um, you know, you say it's because of the feelings and the emotions from the situation in that week. And Jeff says, what about you two? It's like oil and water. And you're like, clearly we've never gotten, we're never going to call each other up and say, you want to go to lunch. However, it's apparent that like, you appreciate I, a quick wit. And I do. I love like fighting with Kathy. And Holly says, when I'm in the room with you two, the two of you, it's almost comical at times. And Abby's like, it is Holly, but excuse me, it upsets the children. Like Abby never upsets the children. I, I, I literally wrote, seriously? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I wrote. So Abby or Cl- God, Kathy then says to Abby, "I think you have more. I think I have more class than you do." Oh, I Kathy loves to mouth. talk about class. And Abby's like, "A loud mouth? You were at the theater, and I'm still apologizing for you." And what is this? Am I in there? Hold on a minute. Yeah, she's still apologizing for you. And Kathy's like, you know, no, you're not. And Jeff asked Kathy, um, what she would she walk, why did she walk away from Abby? Like, what did she get when when she walked away from Abby's? What did she take with her? Mm-hmm. And Abby or Kathy just kind of laughs at that, I think. So you. Yeah. I, and Kathy loves to be like, ooh, you're classy. But I love that Ka- Abby calls her a loud mouth and Abby starts screaming at her. <laughs> yeah, like a loud mouth. Exactly. But then Kathy's like, you know, unnurturing and Abby's aggressive. And, you know, Abby isn't nice to her customers. And that's why her clientele is busy. But, but that's true. It is. It is. And Abby um, leans over and opens up her mouth and starts talking, she said she says she's like oh, i'm not done so close your mouth and put your finger back abby says business first ta- talent second i'm the other way around i don't know what do you think about that 
No, I mean, no, I, no, I think Abby isn't, I don't know if it's business first and talent second. I think it's like more <laughs> who's willing to put up with my bullshit for Exactly. But then I love when Kathy like sticks up for the moms and she's like, you know, I think that moms deserve respect mm-hmm. and she doesn't think that the moms should be um, humiliated and accountable for you know, getting the props and the rhinestones. And I have to say, I like loved Kathy at that moment. Yes, I did too. 100%. I wrote kudos. Yes, because we should not be doing that at all. No, absolutely not. But then I thought Kathy was very nice. She says, you know, Mm -hmm. that she's known Abby for quite some time and they, 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 candy apples might not always win, but they win enough to know that, you know, they're a good competition for us. And I wrote kudos, classy for Kathy for saying that because Abby would never give her that type of credit. Actually, Kathy just did that last week when for the last Mm -hmm. text, she was like, you know, great choreography and she loved it. So good for Kathy. Yep. I, I think that Kathy is usually, and I give her a hard time because she's always like, I'm classy, but I do think she's classy at times, like saying stuff like that. Way more classy than Abby, I would Oh, think. yeah. Abby would never give Kathy any kind of, like, any kind of compliment like that. Yeah. Uh-uh. So and, um, you know, Jeff thanks us all for coming. And she he invites the audience to join us the next time because we have a part two. Ugh. And you know what's <laughs> aggravating about that is I... I'm totally breaking the fourth wall here. Um... I think that we were only ever paid for one episode. <laughs> like, even if it ended well, up we were, two. because we did it all in one day. Yeah, so it's shitty that they got, like, two weeks worth out of, like, ads, and I think we only ever got paid for one. I don't know that. I can't remember, but, but that's just something I'd like to think about. And then, so part one and part two were filmed the same day. The same, like, mm-hmm. it was a long ass. Oh, my God. And that's the other thing. I wonder why we, like, start to lose our patience and stuff. Like, we were sitting in that situation for hours and hours. And, and we had already been in like the makeup room, the dressing rooms. I don't think we actually sat down in those chairs. Our call times were probably eight. We did not go on camera until after lunch, which was like one. And, and then and we, we were still on camera at dinner time. Oh, I think we were on camera until about 10 o'clock that night, if not yeah. later. Yeah. And you have to sit there and you can start to notice like a shifting in our seats and becoming like uncomfortable. And yeah, it was a long ass day. It's always a long ass day, which we'll talk about more on the after show. Cause I have a couple of um like behind the scenes points I want to talk about. Okay. Sounds good. All right. We'll see you guys over on the after show. Talk about- oh, oh, I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. We're going to talk about, you know, uh, did you have any oh, um, felonies? Felonies. Well, fuck yeah, I, I have like life in prison because they showed all my worst moments. Me too. Yeah, we're yeah. in life in prison. We're at Rikers. Yes, definitely. You and I, Rikers. How many drinks did you need for this? I really need a lot because I feel like I don't. I know. didn't either because we already experienced it all, so it was kind of just like flashbacks. Like, yeah, I, I kind of liked say- it because you kind of got kind of like this show. We kind of got to say a little bit. I mean, we still can't couldn't break the fourth wall, Mm -hmm. but we still got to say a little bit more about how we felt, Mm -hmm. I guess. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think that was better. Um, yes. Yes. As far as outfits, who's, whose outfit did you like the best? I don't even remember what I had on that blue dress. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I liked anybody's outfit the best. I'm going to say. Ugh. I thought, I thought Kathy looked pretty. Looked better than I've ever seen her look. So yes. I'm going to give it to Kathy. I thought her hair and her makeup, her makeup looked fabulous. Yes. So yes. I'm going to give it to Kathy. Not that that dress was my favorite. I hate sequin. Yeah. Like me in the sequin. I don't like those, but I thought Kathy looked great. Yes. I do agree with that. I'm going to say a few other things. Holly is wearing a leopard print or like a, an animal print in her dress. I'd like to point uh-huh. that out. And I think I said that to her in person that day. Yeah. Melissa's boobs looked amazing. Her boobs were like, like. What did you have on? First class. I had on that orange thing with the rhinestones on the shoulder, oh, okay. which I actually have a couple of stories about this on the after show. Um, you had the blue dress on, which actually looked very much like a Christie dress. Um, did you notice that Abby had on a necklace and bracelet that was the skulls, full millions of little skulls? It looked like well, the catacombs of Paris. One, or I don't know if it was this one or the next one. They have Mackenzie, I think it was at the very end of this one. They were talking, and I don't know what I watched it on, but they were talking and. Mackenzie raised her hand and Abby stopped them. And I was like, and I wanted to point this out, but I don't know if it's on the next one. I did write like it down. during the reunion. Yeah. At the very end, when Jeff was dismissing us, Mackenzie, the kids were out with when us? the kids come out. Yeah. When the kids come out, it must be the next one. I didn't I see any of this. Yeah. The next one. But Mackenzie is like, oh, what is on your necklace, Miss Abby? Oh, Abby told her to say that. Abby told her to say it. And, she and said, it was like the skulls of my moms. old students. Oh, the moms. Yeah. moms. Yeah. yeah. So that was definitely on purpose. Of but, course. But it looked like, the, yeah, I didn't see that. But yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then Jill, all I'm going to say is, I don't think Jill's dress was the most flattering to her body shape. That was one of those Harvey Ledgers or whatever those yeah. are. That that's what I wore to yes. enjoy. But I, I don't think and like look, they are snossagey. And oh. I think Jill has like a like a larger like rib torso area, which look, I, I have by no means a perfect body. So I'm not like ripping on Jill and a smaller hip legs. So it kind of makes her look like a cone where yeah. when she wears something that's like tighter on her legs and looser here it makes her look very thin because she has tiny cute little legs so that wasn't my favorite jill look but you know what i'm not going to say anything because uh look i wear some shit yeah (laughs) (laughs) Ah. all right we'll see you guys on the after party (laughs) bye guys bye thanks for listening to back to the bar Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you love to listen to your podcasts. And check out our YouTube channel, Back to the Bar, if you want to watch the episodes. The channel is linked in our show notes. And if you want to join our weekly after party, where we dish even more dirt, like naked pizza, hell, (laughs) (laughs) subscribe to our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash back to the bar. See you next time. See you next time. Baby, I just wanna dance, dance, dance. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.